Hey guys, what's up? It's Aaron Darling Taralva, and thanks for listening to this episode of Hot Pizza Ass, where I'm joined with Carlos Santos. Carlos is currently on Netflix show Hentified, but I also know him from working with him on Border Patrol and through the LA comedy scene. He's a great guy, super funny, one of the best performers, most interesting improvisers I've ever worked with before. And I cannot wait for you guys to hear his episode. Check it out. Hey guys, what's up? It's Aaron Darling Taralva. You're listening to Hot Pizza Ass, the quarantine TV style. Today I am joined remotely uh, by Carlos Santos. What's up, Carlos? How are you doing today? Oh man, I'm so happy to be here and I'm so sad that I messed up your intro. <laughs> it's, it's okay. We got a second one in the can. We're good. Okay. okay. Good, good, good. I'm happy to be happy to be anywhere, really. I know, right? So Anywhere in my, in my mind. And you, are, do you, um, like, what is your living situation like right now? Like, are you feeling super isolated? Are you like, are you vibing out with people? Like, what are you doing right now while we no, have I'm, limited? I'm pretty, pretty much by myself. Uh, so I, whatever I, any kind of contact I've been having has been through FaceTime, Zoom or phone calls. Okay, cool. And so sometimes when I go grocery shopping, I try to talk a little extra to the person that's ringing me up. So I feel like I have a commute, like a. But they they don't want they don't want to talk to me. So <laughs> do they not recognize you from your Netflix show? Not in my hood. Not yet, no. Apparently not. Oh or wow. Really, or at least they're very quiet about it. That's that's lame. I've been watching. I'm like, talk to me, please. I need to talk to someone. Yeah, please. Um, I've been watching your show all day. I've been binging um Hentified all day today. Awesome. And and I love it. I really love it. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. It's been really pretty wild. It's actually been a month uh, since it came out. Oh, yeah, on the 21st. So like a few days ago, it's been a, it, 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 it will have been a month since it came out. And it's just been so awesome how people have reacted to it. It's been really great. Yeah. So like, are people hitting you up? Like, what's different now? Are they like, is this resonating a lot with people that you know? Or is it people that you don't yeah. know that are reaching out? Yeah, we were lucky because we were able to do the promotion for the show right before it got crazy with the with the coronavirus situation. Right. Um, and just from the outset, people, it's just you know, like when you you you. Here's the difference. The best way that I can explain it, which is why it's so humbling and amazing. Like people can like a show and be like, "Oh, I like this show. I really like it." And when they see you, they're like, "Oh, this is a great show." But the way that people have approached me and everybody in the cast has been more like, "Listen." I am you. you, and then everybody basically is like, tell me, tells me they're like, when I was seven years old, and I went through all, and I was like, oh wow, this is hidden on a different level. So it's, I mean, that's how you know, like you're reaching people at a, just like in a, at a very spiritual level. I mean, that's just we we in theory thought that that was going to happen, but to see it actually happen is is still pretty baffling and amazing in the most positive way. Yeah, especially because, you know, the show is set in Boyle Heights, like it's set in Los Angeles. So I, I imagine that the response of people just like in the area must be crazy. That's why I was assuming people must be like recognizing you because everyone right now is at home watching Netflix. And here you are with one of these like heavily featured shows. And right. not only that, but it's it's a great show. It's like super there's so much going on there, you know, like the family dynamic, you know, gentrification and and how culture is changing and how money is affecting small businesses. And I'm, I'm seeing this all reflected a lot in what's going on right now in the coronavirus times. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah. And it's basically also like a struggle of the decisions that we all have to make between what's more important to you, whether it's career, whether it's family, whether it's community. Uh, and so like the show just kind of like presents a picture of what that's like, that daily struggle of like decisions that you make uh, for your career are going to affect your community and vice versa or your family. Like, you know, so it's that's why it's uh, it's a very delicate subject, gentrification and gentrification, which is an actual term. So we're just happy to, to just show like a, a side of it more like as a family and as a human on a human level. Yeah, I love that. And, um, you know, I don't know if everyone that listens to the podcast knows like how we know each other, but I know you from like the Latino comedy community and we did Border Patrol right. together. And, We've you know, done a couple stand up comedy shows together. Yeah. And I've, you know, I've had the the pleasure of working with you and you're like, I consider you to be like the best improviser I've ever worked with. Like you. Oh yeah. You have this like uncanny gift to not just like be present and be like a performer in, in the sense like you have this amazing gift where you're able to like end a scene with like a button or a joke or like a really <laughs> funny you know what I mean? Like you, you add to the, to the page oh, and well, thank you very much. First of all, it's very hard for me to take compliments. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> you know this though. You know, I like no, adore I you. And it. I appreciate it. We've talked about it at lectures. Like, sure, sure. I mean, uh, we, yeah, we've known each other long enough to talk about all this stuff and thank you so much. But yeah, I think it's uh, it's like a muscle, you know, it's like, uh, I've been doing this for a while. And you know, I was going to say like when I remember right before you got the show and I remember like when the casting announcements were made and I was checking in with you and I remember you telling me like right before that you had made some like life changes and made some difficult decisions and kind of like made this shift. And I remember thinking, oh my God, that's so cool because you always hear of people saying stuff like that, you know, but then you actually like you did it and it worked. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I started 2019, uh, kind of like in a in a in a new page or in a with with a fresh new start in terms of like I'd been able to kind of get rid of the stuff that just wasn't uh, good for me the year before, and I really truly believe that until that I wouldn't have gotten to where I am if I hadn't like like um, like energetically and spiritually gotten rid of all that stuff to move forward, and I really do believe that that's what happened. Yeah. Also, when you do it long enough, and this is funny but it's true it's like you do it long enough you can reason why now with pilot season i was more effective was because i really legitimately stopped caring or started to to kind of like be a little bit dead inside like eh, it doesn't matter and that allowed me to just be a good performer and not worry about where i'm gonna get this job or whatnot which is usually what happens right i love that um and so like when you like I want to talk to you about that period of time. Like when you went in to that pilot season, were you just kind of like, like, were you making these decisions to, to rid yourself of things that weren't working? Like, was that like a, like an active change where you're like, goodbye, old me, hello, new me. Or was it just kind of stuff that just happened? Like how did the, the puzzle pieces of all that come together? Yeah, I don't think I was like reinventing myself as much as the closest I got to was letting my facial hair grow, which I you met me before I had, for my, my entirety of my life, I really haven't had facial hair. And I, and I feel like I should have grown it way before because I suddenly I started booking stuff. Uh, that's, you know, obviously I'm not 100% serious about that. But like in terms <laughs> of uh, uh, in terms of changes, I, I think it was just like, um, I don't know. I've, I've gone through obviously through stages in my life and I've gone through a, a lot of ups and downs. So it's really like learning from your mistakes and really learning 
I guess with relationship at the base level, it's just like relationships and the people that you surround yourself with can also be a detriment to your career and your life and in general. And a lot of times uh, people put up with stuff because they don't know that they they don't have to. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that's probably where I was like shifting more towards. I've been the last few years, I've been just slowly shedding things, people and situations that were just not helping me at all. So I feel like I got to the apex of that at the end of 2018, which then led me to really start 2019 with a bang. So I don't think it's a coincidence in that term, in those terms. And then in career wise, I, like I said earlier, I was like, I finally got to a place where I was like, I don't, there's nothing, you know, like, I don't care. I'm a little bit dead inside. I'm a little jaded, (laughs) but the right amount, just the right amount, just like a vaccination of jadedness. So that when I started going in, I wasn't nervous. Like I finally, like I, I say this a lot too. Like I always very comfortable going out for commercials. I've had for the, for, for a long time. And so the reason why I, I am, generally book enough commercials is because i really have that attitude like i don't really care because i really don't in terms of like i don't care i don't care to please i'm just here to show you what i got and whatever but i had never gotten to that point with theatrical projects and i think 2019 was the first year where i finally had that same vibe same energy and you know and then i ended up with a with a show so i think that's definitely a confirmation yeah that's like magic that's cool i like that I like that a lot. Like what, what has your journey been like? Like, I know that you, what's so interesting about you is that you were a host, you know, you started out kind of like me, you know, like we have a very yeah. similar career path and then you got into comedy and acting and stuff like that. So like, can you walk us through like your career path and like kind of what brought, what brought you to the point where you're at now? So I feel like I've lived like four different lifetimes. I always wanted to do comedy since I was, in my teens i think i was 14 when i was like probably figuring out that it that all these things that i've been doing just for fun and could turn into a career so that kind of after that i kind of just whatever decisions i started making after 15 years old uh, they were trying to get me to that place which you know i was i'm born and raised in puerto rico and nobody in my family was in the in the industry so i had no like idea how to do it yeah so i ended up going i, I ended up going to fresno state in the exchange program which then i led me to go to theater. Then from there, I started doing stand-up and improv at the college, which then led me to get into Second City in LA when I first moved out. And then that led to host, which I didn't know I was going to do. And that detour took me, it was like, I was basically, I, I was a host for like seven years, mm-hmm. a long time. And so, but I always had that eye, you know, towards what I want to do, which was acting and comedy. And I think after a while, I just, I made that decision and I came back to LA 10 years ago. And started from scratch. So I just basically left everything behind. I left, I basically started from nothing. All that was available to me were hosting jobs because I had been working at MTV. Uh, I did, did uh, some time in New York. I was at MTV Tres, it was a bilingual network at, uh, that's still around. I did that. And then I just basically started from scratch. So I ate a lot of crap. Yeah. And, you know, and I suffered for it for the first few years. And, and then finally, maybe like two, three years after I started to kind of like make move, make moves that were not only helping me in my career, but also like giving, allowing me to survive financially. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Making it happen. I remember um, when I decided to move away from hosting, 
I got some advice from someone and it was one of the best pieces of advice I ever got. And it was that you just have to stop because if you're good, you're going to keep getting hired and then, yeah. yeah, And you're never going to do it because there's money and there's opportunity in the lane that you're already in. So, and and also it's a, it's kind of like a little bit of a, like a mind, like it messes with your mind a little bit because I was being successful as a host. It's not what I wanted to do, but for so many people, that is the dream to do what I was doing. So it almost felt like I was being uh, unappreciative of, you know, I wasn't appreciating these opportunities, but at the end of the day, it was a gamble that I had to take. And I'm, you know, for however long it was now, I'm at a place where I know that that goal and that sacrifice paid off. So we all just have to be happy with what we're doing in our lives because we're the ones that are going to be dealing with it. Yeah. Making hard decisions. Yeah. Do you have family still in Puerto Rico? Yeah, my extended family's in Puerto Rico. My immediate family's in Florida. Right. How are they? So how are they doing? Like, what's what's? Uh, they're good. They're good. They're good. They're good. Um, um, I mean, but Puerto Rico has been dealing. You know, as you know, obviously, we got the hurricane a few years ago. Then we had the earthquakes this year, and now with all this. So I keep my mom is always keeping me taps, keeping me. She's the anchor. <laughs> she's the cornerstone of everybody. I, I know everything about the family through my mom. So. Everybody has been safe, uh, thankfully, so far. So we're just and with this whole like uh, with the uh, with the quarantine, you know, Puerto Rico. I, I don't know if you know, but in the news, like they everybody's like doing it perfectly. They're setting an example. Like they have a curfew at five p.m. Nobody's even like fighting it because I feel like they've been they've gone through so much that they're right. like, oh yeah, yeah, we're not playing around. We just survived earthquakes and hurricanes. We'll stay inside. Yeah, I don't know why doesn't Puerto Rico get the same type of news coverage that any other state, any other, you know, area that's affiliated with the United States gets. Like, I feel like I haven't seen that at all in the media. And that's amazing because we need better examples of people that are following this perfectly. Yeah. There's a gentleman, David, and I'm going to mispronounce his last name with the Ben, Ben, he works for CBS and he's been covering all the stuff that has to do with Puerto Rico. So a big shout out to him. Because he's basically the patron saint of, of uh, for Puerto Ricans. Because he's been really doing a lot of news, follow following up a lot on everything that's been happening with the island. That's amazing. Good. We need people telling that story for real. I feel like it's like yeah. the second you hear anything about Puerto Rico, it's like in the news for a day, and then it's like, wow, this awful thing happened, and then we don't hear about it for right. you know weeks, months. Like it's just not. It's not a priority, I guess, in the news media here, which really, really sucks. It's totally unfair. It's kind of crazy. And we all, I'm, I'm also, we're talking about natural disasters. We also, like last year, we got to the, I mean, we had a nationwide uh, protest to get the governor out, and we managed to do that as well. So, yeah, Puerto Rico in the last few years has been definitely putting in the time. Like, I feel like I'm getting all these weird, like, misinformation, cross wires type of deal like all the time too even from our president like i don't even really know what's going on (laughs) like i do but i don't you know what what do we believe what do we believe i know exactly it's confusing for sure what are you uh what are you like spending your free time doing you mean (laughs) pre-quarantine like during the quarantine oh i i have a lovely uh you know, and what it is too, like I've just been putting out a lot more content because I just like social, like just putting out 
whatever I would normally just do every once in a while, and just my brain is just in its mode where it's just doing either creating writing jokes or writing or putting characters up and just record, just doing some new stuff for the for the Instagram people's like on the stories and stuff, just to keep my brain active. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, I mean, just a lot of streaming, a lot of watching TV in the living room, and then going to my bed and watching some more streaming, <laughs> and then and then going to the bathroom, take my phone. So it just feels like I'm changing it up. What are you watching? So I've been catching up on Insecure, which I hadn't been able to. Watch. I'm like on the third season, second season, finishing up the second season. I uh, also catching up on all the Netflix stuff like Narcos. Uh, there's a, there's, I gotta watch this tiger thing because everybody keeps talking about it. Uh, yeah, you do. You definitely gotta watch the tiger thing. You'll tiger blo- King, I started, I watched the first 10 minutes, but I feel like it's, you know, like I can't, like I'm sampling. Instead of like sitting down and watching, I just keep sampling bits and bits of all the other shows. Uh, but yeah, there's a bunch of stuff now that I'm definitely catching up on. Yeah, I need new suggestions. I think I need a, I've been watching a lot of Netflix. I think I gotta switch to HBO after I finish Hentified. <laughs> yeah, I want to. I want to I I watch uh, Westworld because I only seen the first season when it came out, and I never got a chance to watch the second season. Yeah, same, same. I, yeah. I, I also, and that's the third. That's what I did with Insecure too. I watched the first season, but I, I would like to catch up on more of it because I really did like that show. But yeah, there's so much that I gotta watch. But it's nice because now we actually kind of have this like time to do it. Like I feel like I also have time to read now, which is yeah. really nice. Like I. Yeah. I'm normally pretty bad at that, <laughs> but now I'm like, oh yeah, I'm inspired. I can like read all these books that I have that I just have not been doing. And the reality is that if you don't read these things by the time this is done, you'll never, you'll never read them. Just I know. <laughs> Isn't that weird? I think yeah. that I've been trying to approach my schedule, like do, do one thing a day. Just like, you know what I mean? Do one thing mm-hmm. and just kind of limit it to that. Because I'm also getting, are you getting freaked out by like this hyper productivity culture that is existing even now in this quarantine time? Because it's really freaking me out. Uh, uh, like pressures of having to be super productive. And when you yeah, like, really like this meme culture that's like, you know, 7 a.m., wake up, 8 a.m., work out, night, work for six hours and then do A, B. It's like who, like yeah. I'm so annoyed with this like culture that's happening right now because I feel like Here's it's. I think the thing is, and I'm sorry to cut you off, go ahead and finish. No, 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 no. you tell me what you think. No, I just think that some people need uh, structure to help them through the times. And uh, unfortunately, it doesn't work for all. Uh, I can understand why people would be like, I want to wake up at this time and do this or whatever. It's the only thing that's going to keep them sane. I also know people just don't want to do nothing to stay sane. And I'm kind of in between. Like, I feel like I'm just kind of like letting go with what I'm feeling in the moment. Some days I'll I'll be shooting or writing or doing whatever. And sometimes I'll literally be in bed all day. I'll be like, today's the day. That's how I, I feel like that's my weekend. It's like, if it's Saturday, all right, I'll stay in bed. And I won't feel like a piece of crap. Uh, but it just has to be whatever, you know, unfortunately, everybody's going to deal with these situations in, in a different manner. The problem is then when people say that that's the only way to deal with something when it's not true. You know, everybody's so different. That's very true. I do agree with you there. I just think like this whole school of thought is kind of, I don't know, it's overwhelming me a little bit because I feel like it's so like productivity driven, so results driven and so based in the mindset of like feel guilty if you're not productive right now. And I feel like there's a lot of people that probably 
are just trying to figure out like how they're going to pay their bills or they're so stressed out that they're spending all day on the phone with their insurance companies, their credit card companies, like yeah. their landlords, you know, they're not going to write the next like screenplay. They're going to spend this time figuring yeah. like their basic necessities out, you know, and maybe reconnecting with family or taking care of their mental health. Yeah. I feel like this to me, the feels like this is a judgment free, uh, time i feel like we should all be allowed to do whatever it is that we need to do unfortunately people are always going to feel that like look at like look at what's happening with zoom like it's interesting because a lot of people have been posting their zoom conversation and it almost then feels like people are starting to get a little formal like oh what, why wasn't i invited to that zoom uh, party so yeah. it's just a, it's like it's like human nature i think uh i think it's more about the person because they'll if you are not in a good place before quarantine, you're not going to be a good place, you know, during or after. Like, I think it has to do with the person. Each individual have to deal with their own, uh, you know, their own problems uh, yeah. for the most part. But I think, obviously, the quarantine and dealing with the anxieties of this uh, pandemic is definitely bringing everything up to the surface. Yeah. Um, Russell Simmons has a request to be in our video. Let's Let's add him. Let's go live with Russell really quick. Okay. All right. We're waiting for him to join the live stream. The Russell Simmons? Yeah. Right on. <laughs> <laughs> We're waiting to be connected. Okay. Um, but yeah, so we'll see what he has to say about this period of time. Um, it's so weird because I feel like my, I sometimes I feel like I have really good internet where I live. Sometimes I feel like I have awful internet where I am and it's just like, it's still connecting. Yeah. <laughs> And if it wasn't for the internet, we would be wa- it would be Walking Dead. I think that's the only thing that's keeping everybody. Oh, hello, Russell. Hey. Hi. Well, I, was just, uh, I was scrolling through Instagram and I see you up live, and I realized I, I rolled out of bed this morning. Oh my gosh, what? It just ended, Carlos. <laughs> we just got connected to Russell, and then it ended. All right. Where were we? Where were we, Carlos? <laughs> oh, where were we? Um, we can just pick a whole new topic and go from there. What has your journey of self-love been like recently or, or just over the course of your career out here? I think uh, I have been lucky to not really have uh, a lot of problems with self-love. I think it's more like career-wise that obviously that's the... If I think back at the the hardest moments of my life, I've been career oriented, um, but I feel like I've been able to kind of buckle down in every ins- instance and just kind of, you know, sacrifice whatever I need to sacrifice to keep moving so that I get to this wonderful point that I'm in right now. And right now, what I am is I'm actually taking this, the time to really appreciate that this is a wonderful, you know, and quarantine aside. Career-wise, it's just really, it's important to just kind of like also to stop and appreciate what's happening because, you know, for a long time, you're running up a hill, you know, that's the way that I've seen it. It's like I'm always running up a hill to try to get to this point in my career, and then suddenly the hill starts to go downhill, which in a positive, but then you're so used to running up the hill, you don't slow down to really appreciate what's happening. So that's what I'm trying to do right now. Yes. Yeah, absolutely you should. Um that's that's really cool I feel like a lot of people have that realization in reverse they're like oh man I wish I'd really appreciated that period of time instead of stressing out about it or freaking out or like not seeing the beauty of this moment and I'm so glad that you're saying that you do see that 
Yeah, I mean, I you know, there have been times in my life where I've hit rock bottom in terms of, like, career, where you get those moments where you're like, you always have that question where it's like, who did you think you were to think you were going to have a career in this? Everybody kind of faces those. Artists, I think, oh, always get to that point at some point in their lives. And so, like, when you work from that level up, I think if you kind of learn from what's happened to you, then you have, you know, you could essentially turn it around and and have the opportunity to appreciate the stuff when it comes to positive stuff. Did you ever get freaked out or worried because you were a host? Yeah, well, of course. That's why one of the toughest times that I had was in New York because I was by myself in New York as well. And and all I, I poured myself into MTV. So for the first few, but what happened is I was hosting and then the recession hit and it kind of slowed everything down. But for a second... In 2009, I had my very own sketch comedy show for the channel. It was like a variety show with, you know, and I, I originally was just doing the, 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 uh, our own TRL version where it had comedy every once in a while. But eventually when it turned into the new show, I had it for like a few months. So when that got taken away because of the recession, because there was no money to, to put together that kind of show, that's when I realized I needed to focus on what I wanted to do which was not tossing to Pitbull and Daddy Yankee. They're great artists, and, uh, and, that's, and that's awesome. But that's not what I wanted to do. So when it was taken away from me, that's when I was like, oh, I need to make moves because now I'm at a point in my life where if I continue to host, and I'm literally going to be walking away from the thing that I want to do the most. And, yeah. so, and so that was a lot of stress. That was, and, and, and I think at the time, too, was also dealing with people that in my life that were that wanted me to stay as a host you know the people that were representing me at the time weren't necessarily representing my best interest and so like i also had to kind of like that was even more so of a sacrifice because i had to say just basically when i said start from scratch i literally mean start from scratch because i had to drop everything so that i can pursue the thing that i want at the end of the day we are the only ones that truly know the, the the potential that we have and so that's part of also like getting out of your head because it's like people keep telling you, well, you're a good host. You should host. You should host. And deep down inside, I knew that that's not what I wanted to do. So I had to buck up and be like, no, I'm, is this scary? Yeah, it's taken me 10 years to get to the point where I am right now. But I wouldn't have it any other way. And I feel like everybody's face, especially artists, are faced with those dilemmas uh, on, a, on a regular basis. And, you know, I'm just happy that it paid off for me, the sacrifice, the the, the being broke, the not having money to eat, the, all that stuff, uh, you know, paid off. How does it feel to be kind of like a, I, I'm looking for the right word right now. I don't know if it's a leader, but it's like. <laughs> that can't be it. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> I know. A leader? What are you talking about? No, you know, like, a, right, you're right now a representative, you know, of, oh I feel like, of Latinx comedy. And technically everyone is, I guess, that's a Latinx comedian, but you have that platform, you know, you have that visibility. Does that feel a certain way? Like, do you feel any pressure? Do you feel any responsibility that comes with that? Like, how do you feel about all that right now? I have been essentially doing this for over 10 years, right? So I've been preparing, polishing, creating, uh, doing so that I feel like now the only thing that's different is that now maybe the eyeballs on me are a little bit more uh, appreciative or more, or I guess um, people are more aware of what I'm doing. 
but I don't see that. I don't put myself through anything that has to do with pressure because I've just been consistent. I think the best thing that you can be as an artist, especially in the comedy world, is just to be consistent. I mean, with anything, that's not even just for com for comedians, as you know. But but I feel like I, I've always strived to be consistent with my work and and hoping that at some point, like this one, would you know appear and can give me the platform to do it. So right now, it's it's all very new. The show just came out a month ago. Now we're in quarantine. Nobody recognized me because I haven't been outside. You know, like I, these are all things that I'm gonna find out as we move on from this, and as everything else starts to kind of open up. So I don't feel like it has started. I feel like yes, I've seen a lot of positive reinforcement, uh, positive like feedback from people in the show. But this is all baby. These are all everything's in diapers right now in terms of like what the show is gonna provide. I feel like the show is super special and i'm just super happy to be a part of it in all of the senses but then also like you know in terms of what the platform's going to look like i don't i don't know how far that's going to go mm -hmm. right now well i'm hoping it'll go super far and that you are always going to be the star that i know you are thank you wow. okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very real though you're super super talented and very funny so I'm sure this is like just the beginning and you're going to go all sorts of amazing places. I just hope you let me tag along. <laughs> yeah, sure. For sure. All right, Carlos. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Uh, where can people check you out other than the obvious? You can find me on Instagram at, of course, it's Carlos. And on Twitter at it's Carlos Santos. And those are my main two things right now. Okay. That's that's where you can find me. Cool. Well, stay safe out there, and we will catch up with you hopefully again soon. I'm going to put links in the show notes to where you guys can check out Carlos. And, yeah, I'm just I'm super excited for you. And thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for, for letting me feel like I'm going somewhere in my mind outside <laughs> of my apartment. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Carlos. Thank you. Bye. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode of Hot Pizza Ass. If you guys haven't seen on Instagram yet, I am doing a pizza giveaway. So please enter it. All you have to do is subscribe to the podcast and then also um, write a review, screen cap both of those things, and then tag me on darling d-a-h-h-h-h-l-i-n-g and also at a hot pizza ass to show me that you have an entry and on april 1st i'm gonna give someone a free pizza party and venmo you money so please enter and please check us out on patreon patreon.com slash aaron darling thank you guys bye